Five seconds. Let's see, we're supposed to be on there. There we are. Good evening, good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the Soul Citizens. Don't you. you don't hear me? Oh my god. Me? You don't hear Oh no, I'm oh, coming yeah, through no. on the stream. I heard him for a second and then he cut out. There he goes. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was coming through on the stream, but not for you guys. Sorry. Uh good evening, everybody. Hey Techmer, good to see you. Welcome back. And uh yes, we are back. It has been uh two weeks. We've been gone for a little break. We took advantage of uh but we're supposed to be taking advantage of the time that CIG was off, but CIG decided to come back a little early. And so uh, we already had it in our schedule to take a break the last couple of weeks of January. So we got to get a little bit of a refresher. And now we are back and we are opening up our second season in a very, very cool way with uh, a very special guest. We have with us today, Dr. Murray from the Yacht Club, uh, who is joining us today. Doc, good to have you. Hello, hello. There he is. I'm, uh, also, uh -huh. I'm also from You Know Gaming. You Know Gaming. Philip, tell yeah. us about You Know Gaming. What is that? Uh, so, You Know is my friend, and uh, we stream together on Tuesdays and Saturdays. On Saturdays, we play Star Citizen. On Tuesdays, we play whatever. Recently, we've been playing Dark Souls Remastered. Ooh. You guys and are playing hardcore. <laughs> We always laugh at how many times I die, but last time he died more than me, so it was great. Oh, you have you have a counter? <laughs> no, no, but we should. That's awesome, we though. We probably need one. You know, gaming. Okay, and that's on. Say it again. What is it again? It's on Tuesdays. Yeah, Tuesdays and Saturdays. Okay, Tuesdays and Saturdays. You guys make sure you all follow them. Please follow Doc and uh, help him count how many times he can stay alive and not get frustrated starting over in Dark uh -oh. Souls. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, good. Yeah, I couldn't do that. Yeah, I, I, I've done it before and it drove me crazy. Um, <laughs> Doc, again, it, it, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, fast car. What do you say? Oh, I, I get frustrated dying in something like Night's Go in public. So, hey, and Dark Soul is totally out for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Doc is glad. We're really glad to have you. We've been looking forward to having you on the show, and uh, we really appreciate you making time on a Sunday with family and all. So, if you guys see some little Dr. Murray's running around, know that he's taking care of his family on a Sunday night as well. And we're back with Fast Cart. FC, how are you, buddy? Yeah, I'm so happy to join you guys. I, 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 I'm, I'm ready to, to, for the Super Bowl watch party. I got my snacks with me. I got my drinks with me, so I'm ready. Let's okay. go. All Super right. Bowl. Well, this is, this is going to be a Super Bowl of a show. So anybody who's here, we appreciate you guys being here tonight. Hey, Admiral, good to see you. And goodbye. Where are you going? Oh, my God. He just stuck his head Take in. Uh, he, uh, oh, is that who he's saying goodbye to? Yeah, I was saying goodbye to him. No, no, no. Admiral said, Kusanagi said hello and goodbye. Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm well, like. Yeah, he, I think he was saying goodbye to Tecmo too. Oh, oh no. okay. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's good to see you guys. Dark Knight, good to see you as well. Yeah, this is going to be a Super Bowl of a show. Um, as you guys know, uh, there's been a lot happening in Star Citizen. On Friday, Fast Cart and I uh, on Friday Night Live did a very speedy was a speedy fast cart recap of the last three weeks we shot through decent. yeah decent. yeah we did three weeks of uh inside star citizens we didn't mess with the scls because we just it was enough to talk about inside star citizen but we are going to do a show coming up uh that's going to be on tony z's conversations about xeno ai and all that good stuff we're going to try and squeeze that in pretty soon 
but in the meantime, this is our first show today, Beyond Stanton, and we decided to name this show this because, as you guys know, when the new roadmap came out, it it gave us a glimmer or a glimpse of the possibilities of where Star Citizen is headed. And one of those places that uh, backers in the community have been excited about is that we're heading into possibly new star systems, in particular uh, Pyro and uh, possibly Nix at some point. Uh, but we know they've been working on it. And, uh, you know, it's 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 literally been uh, two years, going on two years this year, since we first we got our first glimpse of Pyro, uh, which was in CitizenCon back in 2019. Doesn't seem like it's been that long, but it has been that long since we saw the, yeah, since we saw the jump gate, right? Doc, was that when it was Doc, 2019 CitizenCon, we saw the jump gate for the first time? Going into I Pyro? So. Yeah. 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 So, wow. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, it, it's been a little while, but, um, anyway, that's what's going on with that. Jump gate to the stars. Yes. Chuck BC. Good to see you. So anyway, we're going to, um, kind of do a little bit of a reflection on the Stanton system on where we are right now. Some of you guys have been in Stanton for a long time. Some of you may have just come in recently within the last couple of years, uh, but Stanton has been a growing process and Stanton is the system that CIG said they started with because of the way it was designed and having a variety of different things in it that they would use that system as a test bed versus a system that was a little more vacant. Um, and so now we're kind of filling up that system. In fact, they've told us for quite a while that it's been maxing out. And some of you guys know on this last patch that came out, our um, our counts were dropped down from 50 players in a server to 40. Um, but they've been telling us for a while that they've been cramming things in and they've just about crammed all that they can. So we're going to kind of do a little bit of reflection on what's happened in the past, and then we're going to kind of move forward into where we where we're going. So kind of bear with us because we got some screens here. Doc is going to be at a slight disadvantage because he doesn't know what's coming, but we're going to take his spontaneity <laughs> to respond to what pops up on the screen here. So. Oh, shipwreck! Thank you for the four months. Wow, shipwreck! Thank you, thank you for the four months of subscribing. We appreciate that as always from you, and it's good to see you here. Lucky, good to see you here too. Um, so let's go oh, ahead. Before we start, yeah, you want to tell people about about getting followers for the oh, for the well, you, why don't you tell them? I don't have to tell them. You can tell them. <laughs> okay, so yeah, uh, uh, on March 7th, we'll have a, our one-year anniversary, and if we get to 1,000 followers, uh, we're giving, giving, giving away a ship. We haven't decided on which ship yet, but um, if we, if we just need a, we're at 7777, you know, 9311, old joke. But we're at 777 followers, so if we get another 2,000, almost 200, stuff like that, and some odd change, more followers, we'll give, give away a ship. So mm -hmm. if you haven't followed yet, click that button. Um, uh, button below and give us a follow. Thank yep. you. And I'm going to try and set up a poll while we're watching one of our videos later. Am I? Oh, oh God. <laughs> That's because I clicked on some other software. I'm going to try to run a poll later on when we're running one of the videos. And in that poll, I'm going to have the ships that we're considering to go on sale. And we're going to hopefully get you guys to give us your opinion to pick uh, which ship. We had some. We had some people give us a pick on Friday night on Friday Night Live, but. Uh, we're going to give you guys that opportunity also to tell yeah. us which ship you think we should uh, put up for the uh, giveaway. It may be more than one ship, in fact. We're going to say fast yeah, just, 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 uh, just to give you an idea, the, um, the Benny Merchman and the Endeavor were the, were the popular ones on Friday. So. Mm -hmm. I, I heard you were giving away a javelin. Know. A javelin? Yeah, <laughs> well, how'd you know that? We didn't want to tell anybody, Doc, but now that you brought it up, yeah. Um. <laughs> Give, give up give away two yeah give away we're giving away two no we're not two javelins that would be great hey mad style good to see you mad style mad style mad style okay so let's jump into this now this is on a kind of a thing where i've got to kind of scroll this through 
Um, but I want to kind of see if you guys recognize what the items are. And then chat also, if you guys know what the items are, put them in screen. These are things that we are still waiting to see pop up in Star Citizen, probably in Stanton's and Stanton's the test bed. So you may have to put your thinking caps on on those little things that you remember seeing those sneak peeks of and see if you can call out what these different items are. So let's start with that one right there. Anybody got any ideas of what the heck that is? Oh, I know what those are. Yeah, Doc, what, oh, Doc, yeah. what are those, Doc? Cuffs. Yep. Restraints. Yep. EB11 restraints, I think. Yep. Do you remember when we first heard about them? That'll be... Whoa! We're talking, we can't hear them again. <sighs> yep. Yep, Mad Style, thank you for... Oh, my God. How many subscriptions? Five oh, gift subs. Man. <laughs> we got to hear James Braun five times, Doc, so just brace yourself because he gave five subscriptions, so you'll know. Uh, all right. <laughs> Mad Style's kicking us off right at the very beginning, making us feel good. Thank you, Mad Style, as always. Yeah, but those are handcuffs from, um, I yeah, forget what they yeah. called. And what I was asking Doc was, Doc, do you remember when they first talked about us getting handcuffs? There was something that you bought that you would get the handcuffs. Do you remember what it was way back yeah, when? Yeah, it was the... It was when the Cutlass Blue first sold that came with the E and I M34 restraint system and the Faction 9 baton. Look at wow. that. Look at that. Woo! Wow. <laughs> off. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Some of you guys may not remember, but even the I think didn't they also offer something for the Avenger or no back then? No. No, it was just the uh, Cutlass Blue. No, it, was, it was just the Cutlass Blue. That's right. It was just it the was Cutlass Blue. The, the Avenger was supposed to be <laughs> modular back in the day where you could put the jail cells in it, but that went out the window with the variants. Yeah, uh, I, I'm trying to remember the name the name of the patrol or the people who are in the um to do it They're not police officers but they call it they have, a, they have a, another, thank you advocacy that, that, that that's what they call it yeah, yeah yeah yep no absolutely and just so you guys will know doc let me ask you a question when we saw that animation that they put together that cig put together the reunion were these those same cuffs or were those different because they were a, oh yeah these were these were those cuffs. These are those cuffs. So they've got the electronic binder yeah. that connects. You put them on, then they've got the bind, the electronic beam in between them to connect it. Is that right? Right. Okay. Okay. Um, so if you own a Cutlass Blue back in the day when this first came out, not now, not now, <laughs> but when they first <laughs> came out, this was one of the things. And it, and the stun baton, as you mentioned, right? Yeah. And we haven't. They, uh, mm -hmm. We but, haven't seen the stun baton. They sold them standalone for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Just, yeah, they uh, stole them the for standalone. Yeah. That's for back in like 2015, 2016. Yeah, it was a while back. 2015. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was at least 2015, I think, when those were on sale. So, all right, so that's that's number one. Doc remembers exactly what that was. Let's see what the next item is here. Let's anybody recognize that. Fast Cart, what about you? Do you know what that is? Yeah, I know what that is. We talk about it, so I know what everything is. That's the uh, cryo chamber for the cutlass. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oops. The cutlass, uh, the patrol one. Yes, one. for the yeah. blue. Yep, the yep. blue one. Yep. Um, Doc, g give me your thoughts. We saw this also in the reunion with the Banu inside of it, and when the new Cutlass Blue update came out, they start they put these chambers in there. Um, have you had any ideas or thoughts of how they actually will be used? Because they're on that rotationing system inside the ship, and is it going to be a matter of dragging people into these? Have you heard anything about how they would actually um, operate? I think. I think like season one Mandalorian where he just throws the guy mm -hmm, in. The, mm -hmm. Yeah. That kind I, of no, thing. So, 
There's going to be a surrender mechanic, which is like in the next patch or the one after that. Right. And once you surrender, then you're going to be cuffed, probably, mm -hmm. and then taken to the blue and then put in one of these cryopods where you will be safe-ish, but mm. off to jail or wherever you need to go. Yeah. I, at one point, CIG, if I'm remembering correctly, they were playing around with the idea of whether or not a person would, uh, once you surrender whether or not it would shift to, if I remember correctly, like an NPC or something like that, and then you would go straight to prison yeah, that so that you wouldn't be so she wouldn't be held up. Like if that person wanted to fly around for three days in space, you're not like yeah. stuck in the back of their ship <laughs> for a three-day period, you know? And when they turn I that, mean, when they that... turn the NPC in, then they would get the bounty for it when they turned it in. Is that kind of still the... Um, uh... I don't know. I mean, I mean, this isn't like um, elite dangerous where, 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 they, where they take noobs and and make them do forced labor for. No, well, that's that's a different, entirely different thing. That's a that's a yeah. less a slavery thing that they do in elite. Thank yeah, God, that's... it's not here. Yeah. Yeah. So far. Yeah, but it it will be interesting to see how this works. And again, the fact that they showed it to us in reunion, I'm really curious to see. You know. Because uh, it seemed yeah. like when she had him, I couldn't tell in reunion whether or not, because she, she, she went to his chamber and she said it'll just be a little while longer. And I didn't know if that meant that he had been imprisoned or whether he was in stasis for a reason, like maybe sickness or illness, because she had plenty was, of time that she could have woke him up. Maybe. Yeah, she had yeah. plenty of time that she could have woke him up. And I'm just kind of curious well, why she kept him in stasis. My, my take on it was... The cryopods are locking, and you need advocacy mm. codes to unlock them. Mm. So he got captured. She broke him out. Ah. Get the cryopod, needed the codes. So ah. she did that job to get the codes. And then as she was entering them, she got backstabbed again. Gotcha. That's why you're so. on the show tonight. Thank you very much, Dr. Murray. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. That's very cool, though. Very cool. All right. Let's take a look at the next item we got up here for grabs. Let's see. It was the cryo chamber. Okay. Uh, Doc, Doc, I'll put that one on you. you recognize what that is? As soon as it loads. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the taser. Yep. Um, a lot Get of your armaments. Yes. And this was something that we knew was coming down the pipeline as well. I am curious about these weapons that they've talked about that will be the non lethals. They've talked about eventually making the uh, that uh, electron gun to the point where it won't kill. Uh, and I guess I'm assuming these would probably be what bounty hunter tools more than anything. Yeah, probably? I don't know. I mean, your everyday civilians could carry a taser. Yeah, true. I mean, I, I mean, anyone can. Yeah, exactly. Anyone can probably carry them, but mostly for bounty hunter. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, probably. Um, or maybe you need to put to um to make to make a uncooperative uncooperative patient unconscious, and you don't have the right tool or medicine or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm yeah, not coming to your medical. hospital. Yeah, I'm not coming to your hospital, Fast <laughs> I'm sorry. I I will bleed it out. <laughs> it doesn't sound like a very hospitable place. <laughs> That's a serious bedside manner using the taser to put them down. Okay. All right. <laughs> Uh -huh. I think you're going to need them for self-defense because if you kill someone on a planet, you get in trouble for that. Yeah. Self-defense. That's true. So you just tase them and run away or... That's or very or true. Often, depending on what planet you're on. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Very true. Very true. Don't go to what, 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 what the point is, I live in a very dangerous neighborhood. The hospital, the... the yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I, 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 I need one of those. <laughs> All right, uh, FC, do you recognize that location? 
that is the Grimhex thing from um, where the racing is, correct? That is correct. It is not anything there right now other than a very nice view of the asteroids. Uh, yep. But, um, Doc, do you remember back in the day when they talked about racing at Grimhex? Because I got the impression back then that it was they were considering it being inside the asteroid. Was it? Was that an assumption I made that was wrong or, or what? Do you uh, remember? So there's a track around Grimhex that mm -hmm. you can see if you pay attention. Right. And it goes through one of the asteroids. There's a hole in it. And you fly uh -huh. through it. Um... There's a tight little space. And they, they've used that asteroid a lot in their... Uh, commercial. commercials, mm -hmm. but it it's there, so you can fly through it, and uh, there's supposed to be some kind of of beacon system that right. they have set up for virtual beacons to set up races however you want. But first, yeah. they are going to have to set them up before they give us the tech to do it. So mm. I don't know what's the holdup on it. Probably UI, because UI seems to be the holdup for everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Admiral, believe oh, it or gosh. not, when I talked about inside the asteroids, believe me, it wasn't with ships. It was with the bikes. <laughs> it was with the bikes. It wasn't the... <laughs> and I, this is a long time ago, so I mean, I'm getting old, dude. My brain might be scattering. I just thought I remember something with the interior of an asteroid for some reason, but I probably just was in the wrong... I don't know. I was someplace else. Yeah, there were race events for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Like 3.3? 3. 3. Yeah, way back, yeah. Um, but this area is, if you guys, play, I'm sure by now, most of you all have visited that area. Um, it, it's a very beautiful area. You can definitely see where it'd be a great area to be able to view races, um, get drinks and sit with your friends and, or your enemies, whatever, and hang out at Grim Hex. Uh, so I'm very excited to see what they're going to do with this. Um, I'm a little frustrated when CIG introduces things in the game, like the cargo area, and it's not functional. It's nice to look at, but I'd love to see the mechanics happen with it. So hopefully we'll see... Uh, something like the races pop in with this pretty soon. Uh, I still want the hangers to be fixed so you can spawn a ship and not, and not be damaged. Uh, <laughs> oh, where? Oh, you're talking about the hanger. Oh, the hanger hangers. Yeah, okay. The hanger yeah. hanger. Yeah, I, don't, I think that's very low priority at this point, but uh, I know what you mean. I, it is, but uh, I mean, that's one of the things that, I, 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 that got me into the game, you know, oh, yeah. six years, seven years ago. So I understand. The thing that that's still broken is it kind of heartbroken for me. I understand. Okay, Doc, I think this one's on you. Can you talk about that a little bit? Oh, it's medical supplies. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Getting ready for the medical gameplay expansion that they've been teasing us with. Coming in like 3.14 or 1.5. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. And uh, Give us some more. Go ahead, what can you say? Uh, go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. Give us more. Oh, so the just give us more things to use aside from ox med pens that heal us all the way because they're not going to heal all the way. Mm -hmm. the, the med pens are going to stop you from they're gonna change your body color from red, yellow back to blue. Mm -hmm. But uh, then you're going to need to get a med gun, which is mm -hmm. looks like a multi-tool attachment. Mm -hmm. The um, thing I'm really excited about about this, they talked about this being uh, medical gameplay for both players and NPC, which means I guess that we'll be getting missions that we get assigned to. So you won't just necessarily have to be waiting on some real player to get ill. Uh, it'll be nice to know they've got some stuff that you can do outside of that. Uh, yeah. And Doc, you also mentioned about the, uh, they just recently showed us the the uh, the uh, attachment that will be used on the multi-tool for medical. And then there's still also that standalone gun that they showed us as well. Uh, they talk, yeah. they talked about it a little bit uh, just recently. They called it the the goo 
that's inside these uh, medical weapons, I guess the liquid yeah. or whatever. Um, but it will be interesting. I, I, everything here, there's gauze, there's bandages. Uh, I'm sure there's painkillers. They've talked about things like painkillers that would help you maybe if you've been injured where they couldn't heal you, but at least let you get past, you know, get back on a ship or something like that. Uh, so I'm excited about medical gameplay and hopefully that will, um, you know, with the whole drag mechanic that they brought in, uh, be able to start using that with players for any type of PVP and stuff like that. Yeah, fast cart, we gonna say? Yeah. You remember back in, I don't know if you played, well, I don't you played World of Warcraft, but they, they had a plague that got out, out, out of, out of, out of the, uh, the death control where everyone got, get, got played and, and, and killed uh, or died or, or, or whatever. I'm, ho I'm wondering if something like if they introduced a plague into a citizen, how bad it, it, it could become because, you know, Star Citizen can play the back, or we can be creative. We can like take we take a, a, a plague person from one from one server or one planet and just you know go to another planet and just cause havoc. So I, if they can do that in World of Warcraft, I, I, I can't I cannot imagine the, the the catastrophe someone can cause in, in Star Citizen if it's not you know coded correctly. It'd be properly, or just you know. I, th I think it'd be amazing. No, I think it'd be amazing. I mean, of course, you could definitely see how we could have missions that are like that, where you've got to make a delivery of medical supplies because there's an outbreak or something on a planet. But I've never considered if they were to come up with a way for that to actually carry over to players, you know, where players, you've got to go, you've got some type of ailment, you know, whether it's high fever that lowers your stamina. Uh, if you go too long, there's the possibility of your character dying. That would be really cool to me. There'd be a lot of people to be ticked off about it. But I think it would yep. be kind of cool, um, <laughs> yep. especially if it does become a situation where it becomes more like an outbreak. You know, certain areas, if you go there, it's dangerous to go there, you know, or you better make sure you've been, well, I don't want to say get a, get a vaccine before you go, but you get what I'm saying. You know, it was, I don't want to set any non-vaxxers off in the, on the stream, but you get my point. It'd be, there's a lot of different <laughs> ways that they could go with that. Obviously, it would be pretty cool. Ops Chief, thank you. Uh, saw you drop in. Hello. And Spitfire, Typhoon, the, make sure I get my Roman numbers degree, 14th. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for the follow. Guys, by the way, we're, we're pushing uh, to get our followers up to 1,000 by our anniversary, which is on March 7th. So if you're not a follower and you've been visiting us and you like what we do, please follow us. That would be greatly appreciated. It will help us a lot. And we want to do a real big giveaway. If we hit the 1,000 mark, we're going to do a big, we're going to do giveaways anyway. But if we hit the thousand mark, we do a big giveaway. We go CFC. I'm not. I, I'm not sure if that last person was 14 or just Ziv. XIV. Okay. Ziv. All right. So, so I'm going to move on from there. Uh, thank you, <laughs> Mad Style. As always, thank you for the bits, cheering us with 500 bits. Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. Thank you. Mad Style. He's given us five, five subscriptions and five, 500 bits already. So, thank you, dude. All right, let's go to our next item here. I think this one's on UFC, if you recognize what this is. Oh, I know he's going to know what that load. is. I know you're going to know what that is. Oh, that's the crossbow from... Oh, crap. I'm trying to think of the uh, SOA game from... Mm -hmm. uh, Shroud of the oh. Avatar. There you Shroud go. Shroud of the Avatar, thank you. There you go. Yep. Do you remember any of the background for Shroud of the Avatar? Why this was... Why we did this promotion? Why it happened? Do you remember what the connection was? Well, no. Well, I'm asking. There's a connection as to why we would why we would do a promotion for that particular game. The relationship. Uh, Chris Roberts and Gary are friends. There you go. Wanted to 
they, they wanted to help each other out in, in clockwork motion. So he, they, I think the Sword of the Avatar guy got them from Star Citizen, and we got the crossbow from, from that game, and this is that. And I, I want one. Like, All right. I, I didn't buy the game, so I don't know how I'm going to get one, but I, I do want one. Now, I want you to show you. I imagine you. they'll sell them. Yeah, they probably will. Yeah. Let me let me let me get you to show your age. What is the connection between Richard Garriott and Chris Roberts? Oh, it's my online. Uh-huh. Which was what company? Origin? Ah, very good. Origin Systems back in the day. Absolutely. So for those of you all who remember the old Ultima games, that was Richard Garriott. And he, he had gone undercover for quite a while as well, but he decided to come back and do Shroud of Avatar. And as Fastcard said, uh, as part of a cross-promotion between he and Chris, if you bought Shroud of the Avatar, which I did... Uh, you get, ah, of you, you get that crossbow. Yeah. Well, I was into I, I was into his games. To be honest with you, I didn't. I, oh, I didn't even. I didn't even. The crossbow was kind of like, oh, that's a nice icing on the cake. But when I heard about it, I was like, yeah, I'm definitely down for it. Um, let me ask and, you, Doc. Uh, and, uh, and, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, Ultimate Online is my, is my first MMO. That's all I wanted to say. Oh, cool. Doc, let me ask you a question. There have been people who've who've laughed at a crossbow in Star Citizen. Is it laughable or is it? Got some practicality to it. What do you think? I mean, it's more it's more of a uh, a statement than a practical tool. Okay. Like you you can use it if there's like a way to put like line on it so you can shoot a dart into a ship and mm. tag along that way from EVA mm. or explosive darts. Like it, it depends on what kind of customization we're able to do with it if it's going to be useful. Mm. But there's something to be said for something that's not going to puncture the hull of the ship, so... Yep, yep. You know, not using a railgun in a ship corridor would probably be a good idea. Yeah. My whole thing is that yeah. Chewbacca proved that crossbows can be cool and powerful, <laughs> so I would not but, underestimate His was an energy crossbow. <laughs> Slightly different, but I, I agree. Yeah. I, think, I think it does have some room for some stealth capabilities, and if people are yeah. in with some ingenuity, and I'm really thinking about what happens if you are trying to take over, like, you know, a base, for example, with guards standing outside. If you're able to quietly take people out with headshots with something like that, it would be a different dynamic of play. Uh, or, or could be another non-lethal non non-lethal method of taking someone out. Yeah, that's like, that's know, true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We didn't think about that. So, if nothing else, it's pretty. If nothing else, the yeah, design yeah, on it. Very, it looked very it's good. A fashion statement. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> that is. The design is really really cool on that. So, all right, let's see what else we got here. We almost. I think we're getting there. Okay, yeah. Let's go to this one. Fast cart. Uh, let's talk about this because this got introduced in the patch before in when we came into. Uh, 12 or 13, 12, 13, um, Nebulous. And we got them with the Lagrange points, but you know, right now, you know, we fly through them and you know, we get to a station, that's it. But we know that Nebulas are gonna be much more involved in that. So what How did, what, what will this grow into in the game as far as Nebulas, why are they the important? Coil for Squadron 42, okay. one big Nebula. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it's supposed to, and it's supposed to like um, cause like havoc with your radar, and maybe have radiation effect. You you never know, and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm looking forward to the, the, how they implement them in mm -hmm. any game. But mostly for Squadron 42 and, and the Coil. Yeah. Well, the the Coil is a planetary nebula, so it's got a lot of matter involved in it because mm -hmm. it's it's a failed planet. Mm -hmm. Um. The the other nebula and nebulae that we see are your gaseous nebula mm -hmm. nebulae and uh, 
they're, they're not going to have that much effect on you. They affect your visibility, but they shouldn't affect anything else. Mm -hmm. Really? Yep. But there should be other planetary nebulae and things like that. So. Right. Where you where you have storms or anything like that. Uh, yeah, Doc, you, you have the electromagnetic effects. Yeah, Doc, this what comes to my mind when you said that and was in my mind already was when we thought about Star Trek Wrath of Khan, how they use the nebula from a strategic point of view. And I'm curious right. if whether or not they'll develop it to that level. I mean, that's pretty intense, but uh, they have talked about pirates being able to, wow. Chuck BC, Chuck BC, thank you for five sub gifts. You guys be sure to thank Chuck for that, uh, for that generosity. That is so cool. Yeah. Thank you, thank um, you. So what, what they said was there will be background noise of EM and IR, no matter mm -hmm. where you are. And you want to kind of get your ship under that background noise to be stealthy. Right. And the background noise will be higher in nebulae, so you'll be easier to hide yourself in a nebula. And you'll be harder to see visually as well. So yeah, they, they talked about them being good hiding spots for pirates and mm -hmm. Bane Duel. Yeah. Whenever I'm in a nebula, I'll be, I'll be sure to think in three dimensions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So the, my point is that, you know, this is something that we're going to see grow and get bigger and better and more involved beyond just what we've seen at the Lagrange point so far. All yeah. right. All right. All right. Let's uh, continue on here with our uh, pass through Stanton with what else we got coming. Okay. There's one fast cart. I'm sure you have something to share your thoughts on. <laughs> Yeah, four by four, eight by eight. I didn't get any. Oh, I got the ship behind me, matter of fact, for the for the Pioneer. Yeah, you so, do. Yeah, that's like 2016. Mm -hmm. You could pay fifty dollars for the four by four and one hundred dollars for the eight by eight. And well, wait, wait, I, speak I, clearly, I, speak I, clearly, because they don't know what you're talking about. Four by four, what? Eight by eight, what? You uh, haven't said what? Not acres, but it's, it, I know it's a square, but kilometers. I think it's the, uh, the uh, kilometers. Okay. Kilometers of what? You still haven't said land, of what? Land, <laughs> land. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, there you go. No, no, but yeah. You're right, you're right. Yeah. No, but um, I was thinking, oh, that was the year uh, Star Citizen made one of the biggest. Uh, not 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 expecting to fail, but like you know those those scam claims. This is one of those things. That, oh, now they're selling virtual land and 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 and, and not just virtual ships. I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, but mm -hmm. for for the development of the game and people, you know, just, we still had that argument even today. But yeah, um, and, uh, me and Griffin, we had this debate. Like he thinks it's only been sold once. I think it's been sold twice, but I think it might have been sold in the same twice in the same year. Like for the for the Citizen Con and the anniversary sale but I, i'm pretty sure it's not like it, the, the land claims have been sold twice mm -hmm. but and, and and that was it um i i know they've been sold at least twice i can't remember if they were sold the third time or not but it's it probably was, twice uh, then if you remember yeah, twice it was, then it was uh, probably twice because i only remember when the pioneer came out and if you both the yeah, same twice then it came out they sold them when the pioneer came out mm -hmm. and then they sold them at a anniversary sale in like 2018 i want to say mm. yeah something like that because i think i've seen some 2018 land claim stakes so mm. chuck, chuck i see what you're saying chuck says if the land claim comes around again he's buying it like bitcoin <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh by the way uh griffin i need to borrow some money i need, I need to buy some stock in GameStop. yeah right you, help your brother out. you don't want to buy any of that stock right now brother trust me yeah no no <laughs> not a good thing to do um you know one of the things um 
that's going to be interesting about this is, and, and, I, and I'm glad you mentioned this, and Doc, I was going to actually ask you to comment about a little bit about that controversy when land went on sale initially with the Pioneer. Um, there, there was it like one of those times where people definitely said, how can they, they were first they're selling virtual ships, now they're selling virtual land, you know. Exactly, um, yeah. You know, Doc, maybe you could talk a little bit about what that was all about back then, if you remember any memories of that. Uh, I just remember the whining. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, people, Why people are complaining. To this? That never happened. Yeah, <laughs> people were complaining about the land claims. They mm -hmm. said that we should have gotten them for free. And anybody who bought a Pioneer got one for free. Mm -hmm. So, and the big one too, not, not the small one. And right. then they sold them for 50 and 100 bucks. I think, right. I think that was a big problem that people had. They were expecting like 25 and 50. Mm -hmm. But... So yeah, and that was, I think that was the most, the most of it was that they were priced higher than people were expecting them to be priced, mm -hmm. and then they uh, they couldn't buy hundreds of them like they wanted to. So, but you know, weirdly enough to me, to be honest with you, fifty bucks for four kilometer by four kilometer piece of land. I know that's a lot of land. I'm sorry, and yeah, I didn't think fifty bucks was too much. In fact, I'm mad that I didn't buy. I think that year. I bought some, I know I bought something and whatever it was, it made me say, oh, I'll get the land later. And then I missed it the second time. I don't know how I missed that. But, well, um, Griffin, mm -hmm. Griffin, you and I should, you and I should get to get one for free for, for in exchange for four acres and a mule because that never happened. So, yeah, we these for free, right? Well, if it ain't happening here, it ain't happening in space, trust me. So, you, you ain't got to worry about that. Um, no, but I, 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 I think that Maskley did, did, did an article about that, and, and they, they were the ones who were complaining about it too. But I'm pretty sure it's not just Maskley, it was it, it, a bunch of media, media, media sites picked up on it, and they're selling land, land for virtual lands, and they're not even available yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, one of the things that I think that people were also worried about was, you know, this whole, you know, they, they presented this in this advertising, this stake your claim, which kind of made you think that, oh, you're going to go grab this thing and go out and start grabbing land. Um, I, right. I, you know, there, there are some, some contingencies about using a land claim stake. Uh, one of them being that you have to file the land with the UEE and it's, if I'm not mistaken, it has to be in UEE space. Um, or I don't know. Can you claim Doc? Can you lay? Can you lay it someplace else? But if you just do it someplace else, it's just the UEE won't back you. Is that how it will work? If you lay a stake down outside of the UEE space? Yeah, I. It's 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 one of those vague areas because newly found space that doesn't have any leadership or control over it. You would think you could claim whatever land you wanted without a land claim spike. You mm -hmm. could just be like, this is my land. I found it. I claim this planet. I'll sell off lots. You know? <laughs> but um, yeah, so it, the claim was for in UEE space. Like you, you go to a, a planet in UEE controlled space, you put it down, you have the UEE there to protect your your land, your property. Mm -hmm. So if somebody shows up with an A2 and starts bombing you, the Navy will show up and attack them. Mm, okay. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how they're able to enforce that. I agree. Um, yeah. For those of you, I'm pretty sure they're going to use the land claim stakes for outside of UEE territory, just so they stay in that uniform size that they want. Mm -hmm. They fight in the four by four, so you don't have people claiming an entire planet. That makes I sense. I would totally do. <laughs> That makes sense. <laughs> I did a quick YouTube, a quick um, Google search, and I found a Q and A for, for the land claims from uh, 2017. Okay. Yeah. So, so that was probably the year when they when they went out with the pioneer. Is that correct? 
Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah. So guys, if you're interested about the land claims and you want to get some of that information, Fast Cards dropped it in there for you. Um, but yeah, I'm, if it ever comes up, I'm like you, uh, Chuck. If it goes on sale again, I'm definitely buying. I'm no question about it. You're gonna buy them like Bitcoin. I'm not gonna buy them like Bitcoin, but I'm gonna make sure I got some place to sit myself down somewhere if I want to. That's that's for sure. Okay. Yeah. Let's keep it rolling here. See what we got coming up next. The next item up for bid is ah. Okay. This one's a little vague, but I'll just say what it is. And it's homesteads. Um, we've seen CIG recently giving us a lot of information about homesteads and evidently they've been working on them for a while uh, because one week we saw like what was a white box. And then like a couple of weeks later, we saw like a fully fleshed out thing, which means that they had been working on it for a while and just finally decided to reveal what they had been working on. Um, let me go throw it to Doc first this time. Uh, Doc, how do you think this whole thing with homesteads will be introduced? Do you think it'll be introduced as NPC zones first, or how do you think that they'll slowly bring that into the game? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it'll be NPCs first. Mm -hmm. they'll, they'll just add some homesteads, scatter them around the moons and planets, mm -hmm. have NPCs in them, and then then they might start selling them where you have to get land, and then you have to get your habit your hab sent in. And then whenever they release the Pioneer, it should be able to build them for you. Mm -hmm. But until then, you're going to be ordering them to be modular deliveries. Mm -hmm. so. Okay. And fast cart. Yeah, yeah the uh, homesteads. Do uh, you think it's just going to be orgs? Or do you think people will come together and build communities that aren't necessarily organization-based? Uh, in other words, just a bunch of people will just build a community somewhere because uh, maybe they don't want to be under the direction of an org. They want the safety of community, but they don't necessarily want to say, I've got to join, I'm, I'm going to use test because I'm in test. I don't necessarily feel I want to have to join test squadron to be able to be someplace on a planet. Do you think that the people will just build communities in general and work collaboratively? I think at first it'll be org, but then maybe a few months or maybe a few years down the line, it'll be communities and individuals. I think at first it'll, it'll be org, and I think it'll be a select few, maybe like Clifford, aka Miku, will you know just have you know a whole planet because he he spent so much money on on the, on the game, he can just buy the whole planet for himself or, or whatever. But there'll be a few individuals like that who just go alone. But mostly, I think it'll be be orgs. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe they'll just name the planet Miku, and then we'll just know that that's where he's at if we got to look for him. But you you said something interesting. Um, I wonder if people will build communities around personalities. And what I mean by that is, is that I'm just going to use one of our friends, right? Captain Richard. If Captain Richard says, I'm going to build my homestead here, do you think that there will be people, and it's not org based, but just because that's where he's at, that a lot of people who enjoy watching him would build, you know, in that space where he's at so that they can go out and when they game, they could, that could be all a part of their emerging gameplay. You know what I mean? Is in the sense of that there are people that support him. Do you think that it would be actually built around personalities? Because we, we know, as you mentioned, orgs, definitely. But do you think it could even go to that point where personalities would, would be a reason to live somewhere? You know, like Hollywood, I you know? I can see that. I can see that happening. Mm -hmm. Or maybe like, you know, someone could, someone could, could, could take a land claim and call it Wakanda and draw, and draw all of us to it because we definitely <laughs> want, want a place like that. Well, we'll have to have something. I'm sure there'll be something like that. There'll be all types of places that people will build in the game. Mad style. Oh my God. Thank you, Mad Style. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the four months of subscriptions. As always, we appreciate you, buddy. All right, let's uh, hop on past this. 
I think we got one more, maybe two more to hit. Well, and uh, a quick question before, before we go. But do yeah. you think it's Soul Citizen would make our place? We could, we could have our own community on, on, on a place? Listen, I can't run a Discord. You're talking about running a homestead. <laughs> Don't even start introducing craziness like that. Anyway, we won't even get into that, Doc. Doc, you don't know some of the questions we get asked sometimes about where are we going to go from here and do this, that, and the other. Uh, let me throw this at you. Matt Style, th Matt Style, thank you. 500 bits again. Jeez, thank you so much. Thank you. Listen, you guys, I, we, we appreciate you all because you all are the ones that help us bring this, turn this right back around for our giveaway next month and what, our giveaways that we do all the time. So thank you all for the contributions. Um, Doc, I'm going to throw this one on you. Uh, we just saw this a week ago or a couple weeks ago, right? Um, Waters and River. Um, we're going to be doing a show in two weeks on what the real impact of this is. But give me your reaction to when you saw this get dropped into the game all of a sudden. They came up with this thing about Rivers. What, what ran through your mind when you saw that? I've been waiting for Rivers for a while. They mentioned them back in like 2018. They said mm -hmm. something about Rivers. And I was like, yes, finally. Because, you know, you fly over like the ter the planet's that have bodies of water and you just don't see them and it's, it's weird to me to not see rivers mm. while you fly over the surface of something so it's like where are all the rivers mm -hmm. and uh so this is good the the first iteration looks pretty bad but that's because it's all engineer art and yeah. artist art yeah but but even so, it, as terrible it as better. it looks it looked decent you know what i mean for us getting to see yeah. what it looks like i can imagine when they actually do get in there and handle it the right way um yeah. it would be and really we cool. have to have fishing i don't care yeah i agree i i, I, <laughs> I, mean, it, it, I, people, I like I, I don't know like i i we the first time i we i experienced fishing in a game there was final fantasy 11 not 14 but 11 from you know the uh the mid 2000s and you know people spent all day long yep. fishing, and yep. fishing, yep. And fishing absolutely I, that, that, like they, that became their own pastime <laughs> so it was like I, I worry about people's health, especially in the game as immersive as Star Citizen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'd... Well, like, Far Cry 5 has mm -hmm. fishing in it, and I spent most of the time, like, I think I have 120 hours in that game, and I think most of it was spent fishing. Wow. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. I know in ESO, I did it. I, I used to stop a lot yeah. of times and stop and fish in ESO all the time, and people would be standing on a lake or a pond fishing. So it is popular. Yeah. I mean, it seems crazy that people would go into a video game to fish, but... They do. They do. Yep. I'm going to take a bunch of people on 890, land that thing in the middle of the lake. <laughs> You're talking, Doc. That's my kind of talk. I like hearing that. <laughs> but, if, it on, if it was on 890, I probably, I probably would join in. But if it was something on, 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 a, on a lake bed, a river bed, no, 890, yeah, I could probably get into that one myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's good stuff. All right. Let's see what we got coming up next. Is this the last slide? I think. Yeah, there we go. All right. <clears throat> Uh, many of you guys know that uh, in this patch, uh, we lost Delamar. Delamar was taken out. Uh, and most of you know, if you've been around for any amount of time, that Delamar is a part of the Nick system. It was always going to disappear. It was a planetoid. Um, it was one of our first test beds for uh, having another location to go to in the game uh, outside of uh, Port O and Grimhex. Um, and with its departure, it created some space on the server uh, but evidently not enough space, but it created enough space for them to, <laughs> number one, bring in what a lot of folks are excited about right now, which is the Xeno threat uh, with uh, Jericho station. Um, but then it also, I'm assuming it will also leave some room as they continue to develop for Orison. 
uh, the last of the uh, locations that we're going to have landing areas that we're going to have for Stanton system, at least a, as far as I know of. I mean, I'm sure there may be some other stuff. Major landing systems. Um, let me go to you, Doc, uh, about Orison. Um, they gave us a, like a white box of it or a gray box a little while ago. I can't remember which one it was. They kind of did a little walkthrough of it. This floating city that kind of was supposed to be reminiscent of Cloud City from Empire Strikes Back. Uh, any thoughts on Orison? I don't think it looks anything like Cloud City. Me either. <laughs> I mean, Cloud City is a space station in, mm -hmm. in the atmosphere. It, it doesn't look like this at all. It, this is like platforms layered on top of clouds. Mm -hmm. They look much better than Cloud City. And uh, I, I don't know. Don't I'm excited for it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get it. Cloud City's cool. But <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, this is almost more reminiscent of the city that we have in the racing thing that we do with the ships, you know, where you've right. got the, the, it's exactly. the, pl like you said, the platform thing. I like it. Uh. I like the idea of it. I am a little curious about it in relation to Crusader, though, uh, with Crusader being a gas giant. Is, am I assuming that this is an open air, this is an open air environment, correct? It's a completely open air environment? Right. So they've, they terraform the upper atmosphere of oh. Crusader, and they put these cities and stations and platforms into the into the planet. We're supposed to be able to see like space whales right. migrating uh -huh. around sometimes, which is going to be cool. And uh, yeah, so the terraforming they explained that a while ago, and they haven't really said it again. They're just like, we're building it on a gas giant. Yeah. And like how? Well, thank you for clarifying, because I didn't know that. That's a piece of lore or whatever I didn't know about. Because I always wondered, how the heck are they doing it with a gas giant? Because the atmosphere definitely looks different, and I'm curious how they were doing it, but I didn't know that was the, the technique. Okay. And uh, this is the house, the the home fast cart of Crusader Industries, right? Uh -huh. Um yeah, I don't know. It's like, it's like, it's like, you know, the corporations like Oracorp and stuff like that, they, they buy up an entire planet to make their living on and people bring people on to, 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 to do their, uh, to, to, to do work and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember they did some images. Some of you all remember quite a while back, maybe last year, year before they showed us some design drawings of uniforms and clothing for people on Orison. And they kind of yep. had a very sleek, uniformy kind of look to them. Uh, and uh, one of the things I, I was listening to them talk on the prop show in the uh, character show recently, uh, Jeremiah Lee rather was talking about how they are being very uh, particular about clothing matching locations, uh, so that you know that when a piece of clothing someone's wearing it, you know that it's in relation to Hurston or Orson or wherever the location may be. And even if I see you someplace else and you're wearing a certain type of clothing i kind of where'd you get that from you know because i can't get that over here like that that jacket you're wearing isn't sold over here in grim hex it's sold you know maybe over in nicks or whatever so it'll be interesting to see how they continue to evolve clothing armor uh based upon you know systems uh communities or cultures and how that kind of translates to us because <clears throat> i'm hoping it does translate to us it doesn't just stay with npcs but we can also you know have fun with that stuff as well um genesis starliner dr murray are you interested do you own one or you could care less oh you're muted you're muted <clears throat> when the starliner came out oh so long ago they sold like <laughs> 1442 of them wow uh, i know somebody bought 
I, wow. Because they, they talked about it. Somebody <laughs> I know bought 50 of them. What? For their. Oh, I know who it was. I already know. Mm -hmm. I already know who yeah. it was. Mm -hmm. IG so, Air. Probably IG Air, probably. Yeah, mm -hmm. I used to be in that org, but it went to crap. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I was one of the original owners of one. I, I bought, like, the first or second one. If they'd been numbered, uh, I would have had a low number. Mm. You, were on the F, you were on the F5, huh? Mm. Yeah, I was excited for them to come out because they were describing it as it showed up. I know a lot of people were expecting it to be a small ship, like a bus, as mm -hmm. they called it for a long time. But mm -hmm. even, yeah, it was huge. even before that, I was like, no, it's going to be bigger mm -hmm. than a concept. Yeah, it's probably going to be, gonna be, be like, even bigger than the concept. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it probably will be. Mm -hmm. It'll be like 80, 90 meters, probably. So mm -hmm. it'll be good. I'm excited for it still. Do you think whenever it comes out? Do you think Do you think they'll still do the variants on it, Doc? Because you know they had talked about variants of it. Well, the variants have become other ships. So, like the Star Lifter became the Hercules. Star Lifter, okay, the, yeah. The, um, the salvage ship was the, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, 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 okay. And the smuggling ship, yeah, was the, the Star Runner. Oh, so, yeah, well, that's what they did. Okay, all right. Yeah, they've kind of taken them and made them other things. Gotcha. But how come they had the, the, the Star Runner just came, came out recently? How come that, that's out and that was concept later than the Star, the Star Liner? And the Star Liner, we haven't heard anything about. The mechanics in the Star Liner are way more comprehensive and involved than, yeah. than the Star the uh, the the Mercury Starman is a, a is uh, minuscule I, in comparison to what the Starline is I think, supposed to do. I think they don't want to release it before they have the modular system, so mm -hmm. you can use it for cargo, right? Because it won't be available to use for tra personal transport right away, because mm -hmm. that probably won't come out with it. Or they're waiting for that, and it's going to come out with with that system whenever they release that. But I'm just going to yeah, bring iCash because iCash is the, the problem for everything now. Yeah, iCash and <laughs> server missing. <laughs> Well, I own one. I, I it, when I came in, this had just come off sale for the first time, and I missed it. This and the Orion, and uh, I waited and waited, and finally got one. And so I'm really excited about that ship as well, Doc. Uh, Fast card, you, you know, don't you don't own a Genesis, right? I don't own a Genesis Starliner, but I love the look of it. If, mm -hmm. it's, if it's something I'll probably get in game later down later down the line when I'm when I'm rich, when I'm rich in, 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 in game. But no, I haven't bought it real money. I love the look of it though. It's a great looking ship. Um, the, the mechanics of it, like um, transferting VIPs or passengers to and from places, kind of appealed to me, but it's not going to be my, my main thing, so that's why I, I didn't buy it for my fleet. If I would get it, it would just be, just be for the look, because it's a beautiful looking ship. Yeah, absolutely. Admiral, to your point, yeah, the tourism piece is something I'm looking forward to, and the NPC travel with that ship, I really am looking forward to. It's very comprehensive. Colossal. Uh, one of our other team members talked about this a little bit, but there's going to be a whole process of getting licensed to fly it. Um, you know, as you guys know, there's this whole thing of when people come on the ship, they will rate you based on how well they were treated. Did you get them there on time, safety, all this other stuff. So it's got its own game mechanic. Uh, if you get a chance, look up the original page on the uh, RSI website. 
for the Genesis Starliner, and you will see they 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 went crazy when they laid out that page. They've got departure times and ships and all types of stuff up there. They really pumped up this mechanic back in the day, and I can see why people went crazy and and went after it when it first came out because it was it was pretty amazing to see what they talked about for this ship. Yes, Cart. It sold poorly. And, and, and I wanted to clarify that it uh -huh. sold poorly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it only sold like fifteen hundred copies. Mm-hmm. In order to get qualified, you probably have to fly EA Starliner uh, Simulator a lot. That might be, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Uh, Doc Murray, if I'm, I want to go back to something you said earlier. You mentioned about IG Air. I didn't know that they were defunct. I because they they oh, were yeah. they did a huge. If I'm, and correct me if I'm wrong. I they were really really serious about role play. Most of those people were actually pilots, yep. and they had a lot of requirements and a whole bunch of stuff, right, to be with them. Yeah, yeah, we did. And then uh, then something happened, and our original CEO, the Houston flooding happened, and he got wiped out by that. Oh. So like disappeared so we had an interim ceo who did a really good job for a while and then he got bullied out of the position by some 20 year old oh. and then the 20 year old went through and cleaned the board wow fired off everybody else closed everything down and just hired up all his friends for the board member positions so that's when i left i was forced out by that because i was the uh, cfo that that's pretty amazing for for a, an org in a game that hasn't come out that all that that yeah. all that happened. But that's that's yeah. but that's when the game is out. You know, what I mean, if they they that they, they did all that turmoil for a game that's not even out. It's so sad. Oh, I know. It's ridiculous. So, so my question so much, is so much drama for no reason. So my question is, like, if you bought Odo ships, who owns the ships now? Well, so that was an individual that I'm not going to say their name. Right. No, no, ships. no. But it wasn't Orn. They were one of the original. They were one of the original ones for IG Air that got okay forced out. Yeah, they probably sold a bunch of them off on like the black market at yeah. this point. But uh okay. yeah. They uh started like a loan to be able to buy Star Citizenships, like mm -hmm. a business loan. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so it wasn't yeah. like they were org they weren't org purchased, the person purchased them other themselves. No, they're a personal okay. Person. Well that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, yeah, you yeah. can be able to flip those. Okay. Yeah, okay. So I, I don't know what he's going to do with them. Yeah. Wow. Sorry to hear that. Because I, I went yeah, to IG. Too. I was considering IG Air. I mean, I used to look over to the, the website and the, the you guys have a great uh, uh, org page, you know, all the stuff. Yep. That's what I've seen the videos with they, the they, with the stewardesses. They the video, the promotion. Yeah, the stewardesses and the captains. I, I used to think, I said, look at these guys. They've gone like all out for this thing, you know. So it's pretty yep. interesting to hear the history of it. Okay. All yeah. right. Sadly, it's, it's, it's garbage now. So. Yeah, yeah, things change, you know. It's... I, I think the CEO doesn't even have a Starliner, like. Oh, wow, wow. So, All yeah. right. Well, we're going to go ahead and start moving beyond Stanton now, guys, as we opened up the show. Once again, thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, we're Again, we're doing this new campaign. I guess I should run this on the page at some point. We're looking for a 1,000 followers to be, uh, for us to have a 1,000 followers by our anniversary, which is March 7th. So we've got a month. Today's February 7th. we got 28 days. It's only 28 days in February, not 30. So, you know, if you guys, if you're not following us, please follow us. We really appreciate you. If you would help us get to that, and we're going to do some giveaways on our anniversary. We're going to try to have as many of the Soul Team on that day as well. So it'll be a really, really cool show. Um, let's go ahead and jump a little bit into the future or the present. We talked about the past and what's supposed to be coming. Um, most recently, 
the big thing has been this Zeno threat. Uh, Zeno, Zeno or Zeno. They say Zeno, we say Zeno. Um, but a lot of you guys, Dark Knight, I know you said you were out there fist to face. I know you've been out there. Uh, several of you all have been uh, both in the PTU and now in the PU doing the Zeno threat. So let's look at the, the advertising and marketing and then we're gonna come back. I'm gonna get Doc Murray to give us some thoughts on uh on what we what we see and then also what's going on with that so let's take a quick look at it attention people of stanton a great injustice has been done to you for decades the spineless bureaucrats of your government have been selling you and your fellow citizens piece by piece to the alien scum outside our borders and to their corporate masters within their greed only matched by the absolute disregard for the values that made humanity great in the first place. My brothers and sisters have watched them feed on the dying carcass of the Empire for long enough. With the passage of the Human Xi'an Trade Initiative, it's clear that the government is happy to sell the final parts of humanity into servitude. The time has come to send a message that we will not consume their lies anymore. That we are the ones in charge. Stanton will be the first step in a revolution to take back the soul of the Empire. You will be witnesses. We are Xenothreat. Out. So that's the first plug. Let's take a look at the second one. Attention, people of Stanton. We are the ones in charge. We are Xenothreat. Okay, uh, Doc, can you talk a little about Xenothreat for us? Let, uh, for those who don't know, I'm sure that mostly everyone does, but can you talk a little bit about it and what you think about it being introduced into the game right now? Yeah, this is the first dynamic event in the PU. We had, we've had some events with the Pirate Swarm. We get a, a Gladius or a Pirate Caterpillar if you win in time. Um... But this is the first actual dynamic event they're having in-game. I think there's going to be a bunch this year, and I think it's going to lead up to us going into Nyx at some point to fight them, because Xenothreat is from Nyx. So, we will be... Or is it Pyro? I think they're from Pyro. Sorry. They're from Pyro. So, we're probably going to go into Pyro whenever they release the jump point, whenever they release server meshing, whenever that's going to be. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't know. It's exciting, because... You make a decent amount of money when you do it too. It's not, it's not. You just you don't spend an hour and make like twenty five hundred bucks. You make like uh, two fifty to two sixty five or so mm -hmm. if you do the first section. And the uh, second section I think probably started today. Mm -hmm. So I haven't played it today, but I played it Friday and Saturday multiple times. 
to see how it was going. Um, I played it a bunch in ETF, and I played it a bunch in the PTU. So I, I know how it goes, but it's exciting, and uh, I think everyone should give it a shot. Mm -hmm. Go out there and transfer boxes or fight Xeno Threat. Yeah. I know some people have made a couple million, you know, monkeying around with yeah. it, you know, doing the whole thing. So you do make a good amount of money. What were you going to say, FFC? They, they recently reset the, um, the, the amount of money you had in the game, right, with the recent patch. So it, that, 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 they definitely want people to take part in this so they can test it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Admiral Kusanagi saying phase three doesn't start until maybe Friday, I guess, coming up. Um, one of the things that's great about this is that they're introducing a totally different style of gameplay that's uh, something that they want to be able to implement. Tony Z talked about this on his time a couple of weeks or last week. The fact that they want to introduce more of these type of uh, standalone events um, and that sometimes there'll be a one-time event, but he wants them to ultimately be events that actually impact the universe. They're not just these things that pop up and, you know, they come and go, but that there's some effect. Um, Doc, let me ask you about this. We this was this was first hinted to us toward the last quarter of last year when we were hearing those cryptic messages, right, coming through right. the stations. That was uh, 2019 that those. It started that playing. far back. Wow. Yep. Oh my God. Okay. Um, and and you know a lot of it, it raised a lot of curiosity. You know, people wondered what it was. I think that the only problem was, and I, I don't want to blame CIG on this because I don't know what may have been technical hurdles. But it started so far back that after a certain point, I didn't pay attention to it anymore. In fact, it became yeah. invisible for me to hear. Um, I, I think if they start dropping breadcrumbs like that, pardon the expression, um, if they start dropping breadcrumbs like that, then it needs to happen within a quarter, you know, within three months. I think when you get back six months a year, you just psychologically yeah. just get used to hearing it and you tune out on it. But I do like the yeah. fact that they dropped that in there to kind of let us know something's about to happen. We didn't know what. People try to, you know, decrypt that staticky message and everything, you know. Well, you know, yeah. CID does just a great job with dates and you know, to releases and stuff like that. So it's not, it, it, it really surprising that 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 they um, I'm I'm being facetious, I'm being sarcastic. Mm -hmm. Never mind. <laughs> okay, well, it, it doesn't surprise me that 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 it took this long. I mean, yes, they probably did intend for it to be like three months, but mm -hmm. so, like you said, yeah. something probably happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there could yeah. have been some issue. Yeah, there definitely was some problems. Okay. They, they introduced a lot of new mechanics with it, and with that, a lot of new moving parts, and therefore a lot of bugs. Mm. So it's been in the works for a while. Yeah. Like, I think ETF, we got it in December, because they were going to roll it out in December or mm. January. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so. Okay. I mean, well, on, on, on the other hand, it's really, it's really amazing that they um, are able to have the technology out now because, you know, when the, when the Starfire first came out, 2015, I want to say, if, if, if someone spawned a Starfire, a Starfire, the whole server crashed. So the yeah. fact that they can do this now, it, it, it just shows even, a, a big improvement. Even a few patches after the Starfire was released, every time someone spawned one, it would start the, <laughs> the whole server. That's right. Know, you knew it, right? You'd be a group next. spawned the Starfire. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and now now you've got I a. Two tried to spawn at the same time, it would crash the you server. Crash the server, but now you've got a javelin and multiple Idrises, not to mention all the players fighting and battling and. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, the correct term is dry. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, oh no, don't 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 get doc don't don't get doc on that. Oh my god, don't get doc on that. He talked about it Wednesday. Don't get him on that. Okay. Um. 
So let's go ahead and jump ahead, guys. Now we're going to start talking about how do we start moving our way out of Stanton. Uh, in 2019, we talked about this at the beginning of the show. You guys may remember we got our first glimpse of what that meant. And so uh, we're just going to watch this and, and talk about it as we go along. And we'll, I get comments from these guys as we as we roll through this next section. So let's take a look at it. Oh, that's not it. Where are you? Where are you? Mad Style. Thank you again, Mad Style. Oh my God, 500. Again. Um, mission status. You should have had the, mission, the update for where they were. I, I, I'm not sure if you saw it. Yeah, delivered to Ruin Station. There you go. So, I thought, yeah, I told we had the update of the mission. I guess we just missed yeah. it. Anyway, we got, we got, we got the data. We've now. I want to stop. I want to stop there just for a second because when we watched this in 2019 at CitizenCon, I didn't really pay attention to the fact that this was an actual mission that was outlined in the Moby Glass. So the details here oh. for them is that they're supposed to go to Ruin Station in Pyro. I thought they were just taking us to Pyro, but I didn't catch it until I went back later and looked at it. So just let you know that they, they were setting this up as a mission. That's all we gotta go. We gotta get a rune station in. There we go. So here we go. Go, go exterior, guys. Exterior. There you go. Show it up. There you go. Doc, Ooh, who, who, first character that we saw. I was about to ask you, what was uh -huh. going through your mind when you first saw this, Doc? This is in the uh, volumetric cloud, the yes. space cloud tech that we have. Same stuff that we're using for Squadron 42 for the coil. But you didn't hear uh, you. Uh, Doc, you had to work the first thing on your mind when, when you first saw it. Complete volumetric yeah. later. Um, I, I don't know. The first thing I thought was, could it look a little bit more anvil? But <laughs> I guess this is... The anvil big ship now, and it had to look a certain way, anyways, because of the concepts, so I had to maintain those shape lines. Well, thankfully, they did go back in and retweak it because folks were really not upset and happy with that first version of it we saw. No, we call jump rings around them, and they help stabilize the jump point. I, I, didn't, I didn't get one. I, I, I wish I had got one for the for the super pray, but in, I mean not, now that I, I I didn't get one, but I, I'm I'm okay with it because exploration is going to be my main thing. So yeah, you have to buy one in game. Like a checkpoint, it's like going through a, a port. Patrol or it, 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 it is basically a port. So when we're building this, this one has the, the, the bad landing gear too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like a Dotson. Um, yeah, <laughs> you saw that with Tony Z's talk. Uh, way to interject new things into the solar system. Um, so around uh, are around you back? Jump points, right. the three major ones. Uh, we will have uh, space stations, you know, so that you can go and travel. And let's say you had a long jump point and want to stop and stop and uh, basically drop something off there you or can. refuel, or, refuel yeah, exactly. or do whatever you need to do um, so we will have space stations around those jump points that you can go and interact with now obviously when you go into a little bit more lawless system uh, I don't want to say like building a wall but yeah yeah well in the case of para it used to be a uh, regulated system yes. that's 
that, that once they strip mined it out, no one goes there anymore and it's fallen uh, sort of into a lawless state. Yes. And uh, so this is not really a well, this isn't a very tr often traveled uh, uh, jump point, but we're going to take it because that's where we have to go to uh, head to Pyro Station. As you can see, the uh, jump ring, which is del delineating where the point is off in the distance, and uh, Sam is going to line herself up um, for us to jump to Pyro System. Remind me again what, what year this is? 2019. Was it our last citizen con? Our last in person citizen con. We have one out here. Doc, I want to stop here. Doc, I want to stop here just for a second. Um, and maybe you can share with folks maybe. You know the difference between what we would consider a jump gate and what we look at for like wormholes and and maybe my make sure my understanding is correct when i was a kid there was a book called stargate which was a manufactured man-made gate that allowed you to do basically what a jump gate or wormhole does and and my right. assumption is that a gate like this is something that is permanent and is pretty much stable always there is that correct um, yeah so the jump points are like wormholes mm -hmm. um and some of them are less stable than others mm -hmm. so you have a really stable one somewhere it probably doesn't need the gate around it. Mm. it it's probably just fine you show up you broadcast into it it opens up you fly through it okay some of the, the less stable ones have to be stabilized with the gate ah. so they build the gate around them so they stay in that same spot and mm -hmm. they they work like they need them to do and then there will be smaller ones that don't have that are unstable and they're too unstable to have a gate built around them so they'll just pop in and out every now and then and you'll be finding those more than anything else in your mm -hmm. in your carrick is you're going to be finding the small little jump points that lead to somewhere you've already been mm -hmm. but they just open up a new method of travel to shave some time off your and I was travel and I, and I was about to say this is definitely a large gate that we're looking at here this is a, this would be considered a large gate because of the I think size this of is a, a medium I think it's a medium for the size of a carrot going through yeah okay okay it, it's hard to say how they're gonna do it because it's not big enough <laughs> for a bingle to fit through it mm that's true yeah but I didn't think about that they're supposed to be able to go through them even larger so I don't I don't know this might be a medium okay yeah then again they may come up with four classes instead of three classes yeah, of gates who knows I was about to say for a little bit in like 2017 2018 they said something about having another class or mm -hmm. more of jump of points sizes. because it, mm -hmm. just having the three sizes wasn't really working mm -hmm. for their their internal mm -hmm. simulations and everything so mm -hmm. i wouldn't be surprised if there's like 10 sizes of wormholes at some point mm -hmm. and we just have to deal with that and and i would also assume the gates like this that <clears throat> have the the man-made structure around <laughs> them these are the gates that are also when we look at the star map these are the ones that would be denoted on a star map right something like this is that probably correct i think so yeah okay all right very cool all right let's keep it rolling here your radar it's being hey kimmy good to see you buddy kind of gameplay possibilities good to see you kimmy open up um with these unique points of interest
you guys think we should open it? Yes, yeah, we should go. I will say this. I love these special effects they had for this thing. The rumbling and all that when it fired up. I love that. Yeah. And the sound effects. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love the little stream here that mm -hmm. goes out and starts it. <laughs> And then the tractor beam locks onto the ship. It's very cool. And this is 2019, so I mean, when the game releases, it probably be that much better. Yeah. When we get them, they'll look different than this. Because everything changes constantly, but... Exactly. Pedro's music comes in. I just hear Dr. Hugh music when we fly through these. Da -na 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 -na. <laughs> <laughs> it's hardest. See, it's hardest go past you. I see it now that you mentioned it. Mm -hmm. I didn't that, that, that didn't come to me until just now. But it's, it's being on a current. It'd be even funnier to see the TARDIS fly past you while you're in there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll look at. Like, I don't think this is flyable by a person. What do you mean? The ship's not maneuverable enough to make well, not that, not that carrot. Making. Yeah, not that carrot. No. Mm -mm. Yeah. She, stru and, she and struggled. It, <clears throat> it would be really hard to fly this, is what I'm saying. It's hard to see where you're going. You're not yeah, going to be switching to third person, that's for sure. Yeah. That, that little trail is to follow that boy you got to be sharp it can be done but you got to be sharp the person who was flying this had trouble yeah she struggled yes yep yep she almost went out one time yeah then again she could be just faking it yeah no i don't think she is i'm just saying <laughs> But the idea is interesting. I, I do want it to be difficult until you have the nav system record it. It should be difficult to get through, but not impossible, right. but not impossible. But you're right, a Carrick navigating like that, that ain't no joke. Yeah, that's just not <laughs> happening. That turn is like, like a 60 degree turn. Get <laughs> about the computer about Jada Pinkett Smith navigating that um, ship in, in the Matrix yeah, 3. Yeah, exactly. Revolution. We are now in the power yeah. system and we streamed out Stanton while we were while, as we were traveling and streamed in Pyro. The, the other side, by the way, is awesome. That's interesting. You said we streamed out Stanton and we streamed in Pyro. Yeah. Let me stop this for a second. If you look in the, if you look in the background there to the left, do you see Ruin Station? And I didn't notice that the first time either, um, mm. but it is back there. Um, I think this part here is a cinematic only because when they get ready to leave, no, well, this part isn't, but it's gonna jump to a cinematic when the ship jumps, when You're the right. ship jumps. Uh, but it was pretty interesting to see. This gives us a slight glimpse of what Pyro will be like. Let's finish it up here. <clears throat> Sam, Sam. Set a route to, to 
to the ruin station, Sam? Mm -hmm. like, there we oh, go. There we go. <laughs> we look at the Moby glass, we get a, a glimpse of seeing what the system looks like. All right, Ian. Hit it. They don't have enough quantum fuel to make it. <laughs> Alright, so that's the end of that. Um uh let's just throw out some little bit of theory crafting here about this whole thing. Uh Doc, in your thoughts, um how close do you think they are for us to to uh I know they've been talking about they're working on Pyro three, Pyro four, they're working on the planets. Uh do you think in light of the news that we got in relation to uh the new studio that's opening in Canada, the the sixth studio now, uh do you think this is gonna help expedite you know, seeing these systems come out a little bit faster now, because before they didn't have that studio, and now the studio is supposed to be dedicated to something like that. Yeah, I I think we'll see. I, I'm glad they started the studio when they started the studio, because they'll have a backlog of things once they catch up technologically to allow us to jump to new systems. Well, they'll already have like right now they pretty much have the pyro system done. So it's ready. We just can't transfer it to it because we don't have server meshing yet. And they don't know how to do a multi-person handoff like that, which is difficult. Mm -hmm. So I can see why. But uh, I, I think once we start getting jump points, it'll start going a little faster because we'll have multiple systems already made, especially with this Turbulent Studio that's going now working on new systems so there'll be a, a good backlog mm -hmm. you stole my answer i was gonna say i think the first system would probably take a while because they're just coming together on yeah. the umbrella of cig but the system after the next one and the, and the one and the one to follow will, will, will be much faster mm -hmm. right okay. okay well here's uh we'll just start I think faster and faster yep sorry yeah you made it Nah, I'm clicking on the wrong thing. Okay, so there's a, a there's, some of us remember this picture. We've seen this picture for ages, and oh, it, yeah. and I didn't know back in the day that this was Ruin Station. I mean, I, I knew it years That's later, Effect, but right? uh, but I didn't know this Mass Effect. <laughs> That's actually what made me think of was Mass Effect when I saw it. But um, yeah. anyway, this is a part of Pyro Ruin Station is the main station there, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, let's, we're going to take a quick look for those of you who, uh, and Kimmy's here. I'm glad he's here. Uh, in, uh, th th we, we've talked about lore before on the show. Uh, but the lore maker show was something that a lot of people used to watch has been off for a while. A lot of people don't even know it exists. We want to look just very quickly at a 10 minute segment, uh, from lore makers about pyro. And we're going to talk a little bit about it because we do know that pyro is going to be at least one of the systems is going to be introduced, uh, in the fairly new future. So let's, let's take a quick look at that. This will even be a refresher for me, even though I've seen it a couple times. Lawmaker's Guide to the Galaxy. I'm archivist Sherry Hyber. Uh, if you've never seen Lawmaker's Guide before, this is a program in which the members of the lore team at CAG take you on a guide through the uh, mythology, the 
history and the science behind all of the systems that we make for the game. Uh, and with that, let us get started. Today we are going to do Pyro. Now, Pyro has an interesting history. There we go. It's an unclaimed system with a red dwarf at the center, no inhabitable planets, and yet it still has a somewhat sizable population. It is home to smugglers, criminals, pirates, and the brigands of the galaxy. Um, the system, you know, even, even though it's not very friendly, it's, it's, you know, it's fun for, for pirates to be in. They, they like it, they have a good time, they control what's going on. It's pretty nice. However, it is a very dangerous system to be in because of the star at the center being a flare star, which I'll get into in a moment. Um, Firefights are not uncommon. There's no political stability, unlike Spider, which has, you know, Spider's pretty, pretty stable. But uh, the pirate settlement in Pyro is known for being a place where you can go and get some shady, shady jobs and maybe get in a good fight if you want to get in a good fight. Anyway. Oh, oh also, one second. This, this system is the basis of a level in Wing Commander. However, the game designers took a little bit of liberty with the design of the system because there is no such thing as a prolonged Nova phase that is made up. The Nova is an instantaneous event, but I think they thought it would sound a little bit more jazzy for the video game. So, let's get started. This here is Pyro. It is the star at the center of the Pyro system. Like I said, it's a red dwarf which is an in-class main sequence red star. What a flare star is, is it's a star that exhibits unusually violent solar activity, solar flare activity. Most of the ones that we know of are red dwarf stars. There can be, there can be others, but the vast majority that we know of are, are red dwarfs. And what happens is that the luminosity and the brightness of the star, which are more or less the same thing, engage in such sudden flares of brightness that they can get 10,000 times more powerful than any solar flare that our sun has ever produced. So there are definitely like whew, wicked, wicked flames that happen <laughs> sometimes. Um, let's say, let's put it this way. So the flares are so powerful you'd get way, 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 way more than a particularly interesting aurora like we would on our own planet. Uh, flare star Ursa Major increased in brightness 15-fold on 2013 for three minutes and then returned to normal, which is, like whoosh, which is kind of the thing that you get here on Pyro. It creates you know, an incredible amount of x-ray radiation, it created, like ultraviolet radiation, like anything that would make life, the development of life completely inimical to what happens in this solar system. Yeah, good times. Therefore, you can take it for granted that Pyro 1 is a terrible place to live. It's a blackened little rock. It's very small. It's sort of like Mercury in that it, it orbits close to the sun and is just like totally burned out and maybe it had a surface at one point, but it certainly doesn't anymore. It's just kind of like this, this horrible charred little rock floating in space. You're not really going to get anything out of it. Um, same with the Akiro Cluster, or the Akiro Cluster, depending on who you're asking. 
It's just a little cluster of asteroids that chills out here, kind of near the Lagrangian point of Pyro 1. Uh, there's nothing, nothing much to be found there. It, people say that the uh, mining has been, that the strip mining has taken everything from the planet. I mean, not the planet, the, the asteroids. You guys know what I mean. So it's not really worth your time, I would say. Let's go over here to Pyro 2, which is a coreless planet. Now, coreless planets are interesting. It's not that they um, are hollow, which is a common misconception. It's that they don't have a differentiated metal core. So like our planet has a core. It's got like a, a core and then a mantle and then with crust. It's like different layers. So like if you slice the planet open, it would look like a really cool layer cake. But if you slice Pyro 2 open, it would just be an undifferentiated mass, sort of like a cake with no layers. Um, any, again, like any minerals that would have been worth mining of the planet have been stripped away, sadly. But, you know, it doesn't hurt to try from time to time. Here is Pyro 3. It is a lava planet. It has unusually strong tectonic activity. It has seas of lava crisscrossing the system, crisscrossing the entire planet. Uh, it's possible that it was caused by a collision, like uh, a piece of a planet-sized body broke off and hit the surface and just caused so much uh, damage and energy that the whole surface melted, and it really has not been the same since. Now, the reason that we think that this is probably what happened is because of what happened to its neighbor, Pyro 4, which used to be a planet in the system, just kind of chilling out having its own regular orbit until a planet-sized body hit it, and it was knocked out into this totally ridiculous orbit, and it is slowly settling in to the orbit of Pyro 5, which is all the way over here, so we're going to have to adjust that later. It should be closer. Let's zoom in right here to Pyro 5, which is a gas giant. It doesn't have a pure hydrogen atmosphere, so it's not really, you know, it's not really a good place to refuel, but it does have a bunch of really cool moons. All are named after various concepts that are related to fire, like Vatra and Ver and Rior, Ignis, and Fyro and Fuego. Yeah, that's an easy one. None of them are inhabitable. All of them are decently hot. Um, it, they kind of vacillate between hot and cold, really, because they're far enough away from the star that they should be pretty cold. But the solar flares do reach all the way out to this point sometimes. And that doesn't really make it a very good place to park your ship, because you never know when a solar flare will hit. And let's see here. Here's the last planet in the system, Pyro 6. Now, Pyro 6 isn't interesting because it's a little planet on the outskirts of the system. It is interesting because of what is around it, which is Ruin Station, the home to all piracy in Pyro. This is the base that is always under contention for who is the true ruler. Usually a couple of gangs kind of go Mad back and style. forth between who, thank you, who's thank the you one for the thousand bits. Thank you, two thousand bits tonight. Thank There's you, buddy. A nice little bar on it where you can go that's more or less stable, but you know, you're, you're going to get the occasional bar fight there. 
It was once a Gold Horizon terraforming platform. No one really knows why there's a terraforming platform around a planet that is completely unterraformable, but Gold Horizon didn't go bankrupt because of their sound business decisions. It can be an excellent place to make connections with other pirates, with other smugglers, and perhaps other outlaws, if that's what you care to do. But you need to be aware, be aware that you will most likely get involved in a firefight of some kind. I know I've emphasized this point more than once, but I just want you to know, if you want to find crime, you're going to find it in Pyro. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Loremaker's Guide to the Galaxy. And once again, I'm Sherry Heiberg, the Archivist with the Lore team, and I'd like to thank our subscribers for making this program possible. And y'all have a wonderful rest of your day. Okay, so, uh, Doc, I guess I'll ask you first. Are you planning on moving to Pyro? <laughs> <laughs> Am I planning on... So, I hope that I have my Idris by the time Pyro comes out. <laughs> so I can go hunt pirates like I want to do. Uh-huh. Okay. You're going to have an army with you? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. What about you, Fast Card? Are you a pyro pirate kind of guy, or are you gonna no? You're not too thrilled, huh? <laughs> the only place I would probably live in like that is the closest place is the Cast Card because almost like not like Fast Card. Other than that, I'm gonna hang out in in, in Terra, not in, not Earth, but Terra. Okay. I'm, I'm one of the, I'm one of the, the, the new blood kind of kind of guy. Okay. But no, not in the pyro. No. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, let me ask this to Doc. Doc, do you think, I know part of the reason why they think Nix is going to be next is that Nix is the uh, uh, one of the connecting systems. Do you think that they're deliberately structuring this thing so that you've got to pass through these, you know, areas of higher risk? Because she not only mentioned the risk of pirates, but she talked about even the solar flares that come off the, yeah. the, 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 uh, sun, the star there. Uh, do you think that's partially why that they've created this, where if you want to go to the next system, which would be Nix, you'd have to come through Pyro? Well, it's not like Nix is a picnic either. <laughs> this is true. Good point. <laughs> this is true. No, but I, I, I remember watching this. Well, but that's not true. I don't remember watching this, so I've forgot, forgotten a lot of info. But I, mm-hmm. when I was hearing about the flares coming out to Pyro 5, I'm like, wow, those are some big-ass flares. <laughs> yeah, like, for real. Like, that, that, can you imagine losing your ship to a flare? <laughs> and, they, <laughs> and they allude to the fact that that's possible. So that's something yeah. else to think about, you know, if you're in in space there. Uh, LTR, or LTR or not, losing yourself to a flare, you're done. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's I, a spaceman for you. <laughs> well, I will say this. I don't know how many of you all in chat are thinking about going to Pyro. And I, I know a lot of people who are into the criminal side or the pirate side have said, oh, I can't wait till Pyro's, you know, Pyro's in the game because I'm going to go there. Oh, God, who Uber are we getting a raid from? Uber nerd. Uber nerd. Thank <laughs> you. With a party of 52, welcome nerds. Welcome, 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 welcome. Good evening and welcome to Soul Citizens. Jocular Wall, thank you. Thank you for, thank you. Jocular Wall, thank you for the follow. That's truly a good time to remind people about the, the follow goal. Yeah, well, guys, first of all, welcome. We appreciate you guys coming by. We are talking about Beyond Stanton tonight, where, where things are leading to as we get ready to uh, get on our ships and leave the Stanton system after many, many years. And we just got finished talking a little bit about Pyro. We're going to step into our next system, which is after Pyro in a second. 
but we want to tell you guys, thank you. Uber nerd as always, dude. Thank you. You are the man. I, you, I, hope, I hope you sang to your nerds tonight at some point. He has a, <laughs> he has a great singing voice for the shower guy. So I love listening to Uber nerd when he sings. Uh, we're doing a special, um, our anniversary is coming up on March 7th. And we are looking for followers, not necessarily subscribers, but followers. And we are at 777. That's a serious lucky number. So we're 779. We've increased. So we're looking for folks to follow to get us to 1,000. And if we get to 1,000 by one month from now, March 7th, we're going to do a really big giveaway. It'll either be something like an Endeavor, not an Endeavor Endeavor, but the base, or it'll be the Merchantman, <laughs> or it'll be a Valkyrie. It'll be something really nice that we're going to be giving away. And we're going to do some other giveaways as well. So if you like what you hear tonight before you leave, we're just asking that you guys would follow. Um, yes, we definitely appreciate it. I forgot. I didn't, I didn't see who it was. Ah, who is it? Oh, Cavalier67. Thank you. Thank you for the follow. That's two. We're up two more. All right. So let's, let's jump back to a video. I'm going to show this video to, I know uh, Fastcard's seen it. Doc hasn't. I want to get Doc's reaction if he remembers this video in particular. So let's let's hit this up. We're going to leave out a pyro here and talk about this one. Thank you, Celebrum One. Thank you for that follow. All right, Doc, let's see how good your memory is with this one. Rukin, thank you for the follow. This is what, 2016? Omar, thank you. Thank you for the follow. Yeah, Griffin nodded at you like we can see him. I saw him on Yeah, 2015. Doc, why don't you tell folks what this is? That they, because some of them may have never seen this before. This was the Nick system. Mm hmm. This is supposed to be somewhere else near Levski. Just another asteroid base. I forget the name of this base. Mm -hmm. I knew it at once. It, it was pretty elaborate. I mean, you see vehicles on the ground, people working, a variety yeah. of different facilities. And I remember we were really excited about this. And we saw this before Delamar came out, right? If I'm remembering correctly. No, was Delamar right. out by the time this came out in 2015? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't remember Levski. Sure maybe was maybe up. Delamar was, but Levski wasn't up. I don't think Levski was up. Or was it in 2015? It's so hard to yeah, remember was now. Still, was it up by I think then? Levski was added before Grimhacks. Okay. I, I, I feel like those places came out in 2016 or after. Twitch is 2015. I want to say this was before. It's so hard to remember. Sure. But whatever right. it is, that whatever it was, this is six almost six years ago when we saw yeah. this. Yeah, Admiral, it reminds you of Levski. It was it was definitely a, prim, a, a preliminary or the original idea of what we thought Levski was going to be. But like Doc said, yeah. there are a lot of facilities on Delamar. We don't know if that was specifically Levski. Unless, unless you guys remember one of the episodes where they said, this is Levski. You know, maybe, we, maybe the one we got was just a, a, a watered down version of what was to come in the future. Let me see if I can find that again. I'm going to run it one more time and we can talk about it. Okay, um, 
I think I think that was like the uh, proto Levski. The proto for it. Mm -hmm. And and again, I mean, it's a blast from the past. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And and again, you know, this is ultimately what I, Chris's vision of what he wanted to see. As you guys know, the Levski we had was pretty empty. You know, especially on the exterior. Yeah. You know, we just had the one little landing area, and that Lots was of polys, it. Though. Yo, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> but I think this is probably a better version of what Chris wants to see. Something that's much more active um in, in the area of mining and some other things that are going on in industrial areas so um yeah this is the early version of the hornet isn't it is are, is that the hornet yeah. uh is it this is gen 2 hornet wow yeah 2015 they don't make them like, yeah, they, yeah, they <laughs> like they used to <laughs> that is for sure uh but yeah this was the thing that we saw for our first introduction to nixon then of course Lev levski came in and as we said earlier you guys know levski has disappeared in this patch delamar's gone and hopefully when it comes back and we do get Nyx, we'll see a much more bigger scale, more elaborate. I'm sure we will, because anytime CIG yeah. comes back later, it's always bigger and better and nicer. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, so definitely. OG oh, Horton nice. Gramps. Oh my God. Thank you for the raid with 16. Thank you. The OG thank gang you. is Welcome here. Thank you guys for dropping in. OG, thank you so much for thinking of us tonight. We appreciate that. And Horton Hustle. Thank you. Thank you for the follow. And OG, Wee. thank you for the follow. You guys are going to get us to our mark one month from now. We want to be at a thousand followers and you guys are pushing us there already. We appreciate that. Okay, let's jump over to one more here. We're going to take a look at, uh, we're going to take Hi, a look Horton. at, <laughs> we're going to take a look at uh, one more uh, video, uh, another lore maker, and this one is going to be on the Nick system. So let's take a quick look at that. Got the link into Twitch chat again. Thank you, sir. Welcome to another edition of Loremaker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, this is where a member of the CIG lore team takes you through uh, the sort of science, uh, history, character, flavor, whatever you want to call it, uh, for one of the many, many systems uh, that will appear in the Star Citizen Squadron 42 universe. Uh, again, I'd like to thank all of our subscribers for helping us provide that little extra uh, money every month to do content like this. Uh, and let's get started. I should probably introduce myself. Uh, my name is Dave Haddock. I am the lead writer. Uh, okay, so uh, today uh, we are going to be talking about Nyx. Uh, you've probably seen it mentioned a lot in uh, some of the jump points and uh, in some of the ATVs, behind the scenes stuff. Um, and we'll get to why you might know it in a little bit. Uh, but to start off, we'll just start here in our wonderfully beautiful uh, star map here. Uh, we're in the Sol system, so let's go find Nyx. Alright. Side by Earth. And Nyx. Here we go. So we'll start out a bit wider just to kind of show you where, where it uh, is situated. So uh, here you have Nyx. Basically it's 
kind of been a nice little confluence of, of jump points here. You have Odin and Bremen and uh, Toheel and Kostra and Pyro. And, uh, but Nix is an unclaimed system. So that means that basically for whatever reason, the UEE or whatever governing body decided, uh, in this case it was the UEE, decided that uh, it wasn't worth basically incorporating into uh, the empire properly. Uh, sometimes that means it's, you know, people call it outlaw system, stuff like that. But, you know, we try to stick with unclaimed uh, just because uh, there are various reasons and we'll get to that in a second. Anyway, so jumping in, uh, you'll notice it's a very kind of simple system. Uh, three planets, two asteroid belts, and a star. Uh, very exciting stuff. So the star is a uh, F-type main sequence star. Uh, basically, none of the planets here are inhabitable, to get that out of the way. That's part of the reason why the UEE decided not to uh, basically incorporate it into the Empire. Uh, it was discovered in 2582 uh, by Carla Larry. And um, basically, the idea was that surveyors basically showed up there and were, took a look at the, thing and, uh, the system itself and decided that it just basically wasn't worth the money. Uh, that it would cost, but there were resources there, so they were worth the money to come and take, but the system itself wasn't worth it. So, uh, a little backstory about the name itself. Uh, Nyx is uh, named after the Greek goddess of darkness, night, uh, and the idea being uh, early on that there was this sort of, that there was poor visibility in the system, that it was basically kind of difficult to navigate around, which made it kind of ideal for uh, more nefarious types to, to hide in and around. Uh, the other reason actually is because I was a fan of Clive Barker's Lord of Illusions and I like the name. Uh, so <laughs> we'll go through the planets now. And next one is basically it's a coreless uh, kind of rocky terrestrial planet. Uh, when they first took over the system, basically this was sort of earmarked for a lot of potential resources. And uh, over the course of centuries, they basically just you know, strip mined a lot of it. And uh, while it means that there's basically no large scale resources that would justify a major company coming and taking it in, it doesn't mean that this it's necessarily depleted, uh, but just uh, at a certain point, it's just not worth it to set up a, uh, a uh, facility there, basically. So I'll give you a bit of context about the system when it was discovered uh, historically. So it was 2582, as I mentioned earlier before. So this is uh, 40 years after Ivar Messer has ascended to, uh, has basically established the Imperator rank, named himself thus, and established the United Empire of Earth. Uh, so in the, as far as the universe goes, this is still sort of, I guess what you call, I mean, the Messer era is known, reputedly known as like one of the worst, darkest eras of, of human history. And, but this, at this point, it was still early on. So this is between the first and the second Tavarn War. So right now, it's sort of at its best, if you could call it that. Uh, people think that he's honestly protecting them. So the public have not been as downtrodden. But he's doing that thing where he's a very smart, savvy dude. So he's been basically kind of still coalescing his power and, and subverting, uh, sort of reorganizing control to get himself more and more power. Uh, and but again, because people think that he's he's doing a good job, they're kind of okay with any changes and stuff like that. And they're still obviously came off the, the very devastating Tavarn War. So um, uh, Carla Larry founds the system, 
pops it over to the UEE, and basically they come and take a look and decide it's not really worth uh, spending the money, so they left it alone. Uh, Nix one was the one who obviously got got mined a lot because there was a lot to take, uh, and uh, Nix two is basically it's an uninhabitable kind of smog planet. I can't remember the actual designation of it. Yeah, smog planet. There we go. Uh, so. The technology, the sort of idea we were running with is like, um, it was sort of like Venus. Shake Hunt. High pressure. 17. Thank you. Acid type Thank you for the follow. Very, very lethal. And the technology didn't quite exist to be able to terraform that. So, you know, we, ha we have a couple of those that scattered throughout the universe that, that basically seem like they couldn't be terraformed. And then later on, maybe technological advances uh, pushed terraforming technology. So they were able to do it. So. It's possible that maybe in the future they might go, something might be developed that would let them take a, a second look at Nix 2 and try to uh, uh, try to terraform it. But in the meantime, it's just basically uninhabitable and, and very, very lethal. Uh, and so we'll just go through the planets real quick. So uh, Nix 3 is an ice giant, basically situated all the way over here. And that's pretty much it. It's pretty much a nice planet. Nothing really can inhabit it. Uh, can't really do much with it uh, as of yet. Uh, so the other and probably the most important aspect of this system are these asteroid belts. You have two. Uh, there's this one between uh, Nix 2 and Nix 3 called the Glacium Ring. Uh, and then you have the Keeger Belt, which is way sort of like the border kind of encircles the entire thing. So it's a very, it's a much less dense, uh, but the the glacium ring is the one we want to kind of focus on because uh, this is much more dense and uh, kind of is where our main point of interest is in this system. So uh, again, obviously asteroid mining uh, is a very, very big thing of, of what we're trying to do. So uh, the idea was that there was basically this company called QV Planets, Planet Services that discovered a planetoid sized asteroid located in here and decided, hey, you know, we're going to roll the dice and apparently it was very you know the idea is that it was very difficult to get because it was so dense very difficult to get large ships in here so it was it was a tricky thing but they were undeterred and decided that they were going to try and, and do it anyway and set up this massive facility uh, on a planetoid uh, and basically were in operation for a handful of years but ultimately decided that it just it, it wasn't worth the cost to try and get stuff in and out of there and ships and, and stuff like that so they basically uh, abandoned it. Uh, so uh, after that, basically the system was pretty much useless. Like it was, there was nothing really, not, nothing going on here. So flash forward uh, to uh, to much much later, and we have basically a group of refugees uh, who are who want to get out of the UEE. So the Messers have gone dark side, if you to use the parlance of our times. And uh, we're, we're in sort of like the Corson Messer, who's the fifth Messer uh, era. And so this is like the very dark, sociopathic, like vicious despot type, uh, type ruler. So there was a small group of people who basically said, we're done. We can't, we can't in any good conscience, live in this, this type of, of, uh, of government environment, whatever you want to call it. And so they're like, we're out, we're done. So they were they, they set off to try and find and establish their own kind of community. And so sure enough, they come off, come across uh, the Nick system, and they go to uh, the old facility that was formerly run by QV Planet Services on this planet. They basically just walked away from it. It was cheaper, basically, to 
just leave it. Uh, and so they basically showed up there and uh, took it over, got it back up and running again so it was habitable, and decided that this was where they were going to build their own egalitarian community that uh, represented everything that the Messer regime was taking away. So, you know, it's about community, it's about camaraderie and, you know, people working together and overcoming problems and, and stuff like that. So uh, that became the landing zone that is known as Levski. Uh, so, um, so yeah, so basically um, you have an independent government that is trying to be a purely egalitarian community. And uh, that's what they've been doing. So they basically started collecting people, uh, accepting refugees from coming in from the UE who are also kind of sick and tired of, of, of living under the Mesher regime. And uh, we're really trying to make a go of being a, a self-sustaining, independent uh, government. Now, uh, in time, obviously, the Messers fell, fell. The people eventually rose up and, uh, and overthrew them. But Levski still maintained. So they, they are still trying to uh, kind of keep their government going. And while they probably aren't as ideologically opposed to the current UEE regime. I think they still view it as like big government, you know, corporate serving corporate interests, stuff like that. Uh, so they're still doing what they can to try and maintain this, this ideal that they've been pursuing. And, uh, but there's sort of a trick to it. So the catch with, with Levski, and we'll kind of jump behind the scenes for a second. I mean, one of the things, as we were saying earlier, like the, uh, this was meant to be an unclaimed system. And originally, in the internal discussions within the company, there was these sort of uh, there was UEE systems, and then they were called pirate systems or outlaw systems and stuff like that. And so uh, it felt like there was only a s just to give flavor within the outlaw systems. The idea was that basically we wanted to uh, switch it up a little bit. So not every outlaw system should be a hive of scum and villainy type thing. So uh, so Levski sort of that's how Levski kind of came about as, a, as an original concept was. How can we do something that's that's not a UEE thing, that's that's a outlaw organization that's not necessarily criminal? Uh, so, hence the idea of this sort of independent government uh, came about. So, um, but the fun thing was it, because it was still an unclaimed system, it still had to have sort of serve that sort of criminal element thing. If you you can come here and stuff like that. So how do we how do we strike that balance? Uh, so the idea was basically because they were they had this sort of open arms policy of you know we'll take anybody you know everyone is is, is worthwhile and, and deserves to have a chance at, at peace and happiness and stuff like that uh, it's a really it's a really great idea and a really beautiful thing to pursue but at the same time there were people in the more nefarious people in the universe who viewed that as basically as a vulnerability as a weakness. So uh, criminals started taking advantage of the fact that they had this place that they could go to that would just sort of unconditionally accept them and, and stuff like that. And so what you have is now Levski is, is in a sense, threatened by uh, in a growing number of criminals who are just using their sort of good nature against <coughs> them as a hideout, basically. So. Uh, you, you get to see this very interesting dynamic, and it's, it's, it's kind of one of the things that I like most about this system is that, or this location, is that there's a sort of sad tragedy to it because you can see them trying to 
uh, hold on to this ideal of, of community and stuff like that. But when you have people within that community who aren't on the same page and don't share your ideology, it kind of, it, it, you get a nice conflict going on. So I think that, that that's what gives this place a very unique flavor to it because you have this sort of criminal element that's just underneath the current of these people who are really trying to do good and them sort of at battle and, and how what does it take for the good people to start to shift their ideals to block out the people that they think are are you know causing problems for uh, uh, for the location so um, so yeah that's basically Levski in a nutshell lots of idealistic uh, egalitarian uh, talking about 2945 or, 20, or 20, 2021 just trying to do their best in the universe and you have a group of people who are trying to you know basically self-serving do crime whatever they they do and uh and the sort of juxtaposition between the two uh so yeah that's it that's uh that's for this episode of lawmakers i hope you enjoyed it uh again uh all of this information or a lot of this information you can find on our star map uh, if you go to the robertspaceindustries.com website, uh, you can see for yourself and go for a wander around our universe. Uh, thanks, and see you next time. Thank you. Okay. Um, let me toss out a quick question here. Um, hope you guys, for those of you that was first time seeing this stuff, make sure you guys check out uh, Lore Makers from time to time. Uh, there's a lot of them there, a lot of stuff, good information there. You, and the, uh, the, the writers often tell us about stuff, but they don't necessarily tell you what you should do there, but they do leave information. Uh, for example, they mentioned that one asteroid belt that was in the Nick system that they said was very dense to go into, uh, that they had wanted to try to do mining there, but some people decided not to do it, but that there's a clue there about some place to go mine. Um, doc, let me ask you a question. Um, We've heard Chris Roberts talk about as he wants to develop this part of his vision is that Star Citizen would have up to 100 systems. Um, as I sat here and watched both this for Pyro and Nix, I saw a lot of real estate, you know, some real estate habitable, some not habitable, obviously. Um, but as we get these systems, what, what do you think would be, is 100 systems too much? Uh, and don't get me wrong. I know in space, there are a lot of places that are not habitable, right? There, there are very few places that are habitable. Is that the reason why he wants a hundred? Because we just saw two systems where you basically, you couldn't live on any of the planets. Um, yeah. it, you know, it, it I mean, it, what's, what's realistic coffee. Thank uh, you. Thank you for the subscription. What's realistic to you in the sense of for, for a gameplay and for us, do you think 20 systems, 50, do you think we need a hundred systems when it's all said and done in order to make it really work out? I think I think it'll be a long haul before we get to a hundred systems, but mm -hmm. that's the goal, so they'll probably try and do that. Mm -hmm. But I, I expect them to do something like a patch at the end of the year we'll add three new systems and then the next year they won't add any systems until the end of the year and then they'll add more systems in the patch. Mm -hmm. And we'll just try and group them up like that. But I, I don't know how they're going to do it, to be honest. I just assume that they will. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they'll come in patches, obviously, but right. you know, what kind of quarter or half year? I think as they make more, they get faster at building them. So, like Pyro and Nyx 
are good because there's not a lot of habitable space. So they don't need a lot of assets. They just need rocks and, you know, that grayscale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me, uh, Space Gamer UK, thank you. Thank you. How many common systems do you think we'll have at launch when the game officially launches? Like, maybe 20 or 50? Uh, anyway, close to 100? Didn't the game officially launch in 2018? Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, we're, I don't know that there's going to be a quote-unquote, I mean, they've always referred to it as a soft launch. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not really sure that there's going to be this declaration of we're here now. When when we get past calling it alpha and getting past calling it beta. Okay. Beta, <laughs> okay, okay. How, how many systems? I'll buy that for a dollar. How many systems do you think you'll have? I think we're going to be in beta for a long time. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, seriously, you know, right now we, okay, let's say, for example, right now we have 50 people in a server, right? I mean, space is really right. big right now. I mean, how often do you literally run into somebody you don't? And this is without the NPCs being added to the game at a nine to one ratio. So, you know, to me, we, we've got to start seeing the server counts go up in order to start feeling yeah. some of that impact. And until we're able to get, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of people into a server and the universe starts, and, and the universe will never really feel populated per se, because some of these systems won't have a reason for anybody to be in them necessarily. Um, you know, there are systems that are occupied by, you know, Xi'an and Van Duel. Then there are some things out there that we that we know they're putting in that we don't know what's out there. You know, we don't know what other race or whatever might be someplace. Right. Yeah, the, was it Karthak? The Kar Karthak? Karthak, whatever their name is. Um, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see. I'm just kind of curious as to right now we've had to go down from 50 to 40. Yeah, bless you. We've had to go down from 50 to 40 and, you know, that's that's even less people in in the game. So I want to see what happens when we step that up to higher numbers, 200, 500 people, a thousand people in a server, you know, and at that point, well, hmm, just to answer my own question, I think I think when we get out of beta, when officially get out of beta and officially call, call it like a, like a live launch, mm -hmm. probably have like maybe 30 to 40, 30 to 50 systems. That's my prediction. Okay. Okay. I'll take 20 personally to me. If we've got, yeah, I mean, I Mm-hmm. Good, Doc. <laughs> Doc's got the little ones back there messing with him, guys. So bear with us for a second. <laughs> He's trying to handle them. I know, I know how it is to have little ones. What were you going to say, Doc? I forget. Oh, we were talking about how many <laughs> no, systems. No, I was I, I was mean, saying oh, 20. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think 20 is probably a good assumption mm -hmm. as to what they'll do when, when they roll from beta to alpha or beta to gold. Yeah. Beta to gold. I don't know if they're gonna ever call it gold. They're just gonna do it like a like a uh, direct to. Network. I don't think. I don't think they'll ship. Well, I mean, you're supposed to get the physical packages and stuff like that. But I don't know if that's gonna come out during launch. Launch. That's yeah. Right. I think when, when the game launches, it'll just be digital all the way. Yeah. Yeah. Blue Streaker. They reduced us down from fifty to forty on a server right now. Once when, when they introduced the uh, Zeno threat. So um, at first, I, th I wasn't sure if the forty was just gonna be in PTU, but when it translated over to PU, they still kept it at 40. So they've still got to work through, you know, some tech stuff. And hopefully with the introduction of some of the new things they're talking about this year, such as iCache and meshing, hopefully we'll see those numbers start to go back up. But there's there's a lot to there's a lot before our numbers increase. We're gonna say fast card. Correct me if I'm wrong, have they ever gone above fifty? Yep. Yes. What was the highest? Fifty. Yeah, they've, te they've, they've tested, they, they have, te well, 
They have tested higher we, than that. They I have think, PTU. I think they, we might have tested 75 at one point. And, and, okay. And, 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 and let me say this. There's another group of people who have seen 100. But that was, okay. but, but that was like literally, that was a couple of years ago. They literally right. had 100 on the server at one point, but that was in testing. So we're not there. And that was also when the servers were less populated. We didn't have Microtech. We didn't have R-Corp at the time, I don't even think. So just know that, you know, there are possibilities of that happening. And obviously I think CIG knows that in order for the game to continue to keep people's attention, even if you were to add more systems, if you can't get more players in there, more friends playing, then it's, I'd rather have more players right now, to be honest with you. I'd rather have our numbers go up. Mm -hmm. The reason why I ask, because I, I think I remember 60, but I, I never heard about 70 or 75 or even 100, yeah. but I do, I, do, I do remember 60, so I was just asking for my benefit. Yeah, and, yeah. and Dark Knight saying that he remembers seeing 50, 60, 70 before. Um, you know, for me, I, the, the day when we can jump in the game and not see server full will be awesome. You know, that would be awesome, but that's, that's still down the pipe, so... Anyway, okay, we're going to um, get ready to wrap it up. I just want to get some closing thoughts from everybody. And once again, guys, thank you all. Altered Blaze, thank you for the follow. Space Gamer, I kind of cut off earlier, but thank you for the follow also. We appreciate it. All of you guys who came over from the other channels, we appreciate you uh, for stopping by thank with us tonight. Thank you for the rage. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're, just real quick again, this is our, uh, we just came back today. We've been off for two weeks and uh, we're back. Doc Murray was gracious enough to be our first guest for the season. Uh, next month is our anniversary, as you guys see at the top of the screen. March 7th, we're looking to have our follower count up to 1,000. I think we're at 790 now. So you guys have already increased us tonight, and we really, really appreciate that. So tell your friends, tell your neighbors, um, and you know anybody that you want to tell. Um, if you enjoy what you see here, please follow us. We really appreciate that. Just here, follow us on Twitter, follow us on uh, Instagram as well. Um, Doc. Thank you again for being here. Thank you for yeah, sharing your you, Sunday night. You guys don't know, Doc warned me ahead of time. He says, I'm usually with the kids and getting dinner together, but I'm going to try and get on. And he's hung in there with yeah. us. So we really, really appreciate you being here. Tell everybody again uh, about Yacht Club and also about your other group. Tell them real quick where they can find you at. Yeah, so Yacht Club BC every Wednesday at 1900 Pacific time, mm -hmm. uh, 2200 Eastern time. We uh we go for like two and a half three hours. We have guests. We talk about all the news that's happened in Star Citizen that week. We go over the inside Star Citizen, the Star Citizen Live, the the roadmaps, the monthly reports, and all of that. And then we uh somehow kill an hour by just talking about nonsense. <laughs> you know, it's fun. Nonsense. That never uh, happens here. Yeah. <laughs> And then I stream on Tuesdays and Saturdays at Twitch slash You Know Gaming at 8 o'clock and 6 o'clock. And that's back at 6 o'clock and 8 o'clock. Yeah, absolutely. Now feel free to whisper, whisper me the link and I'll put it in Twitch chat for you. Yeah. I'm not sure if permit work. I mean, I can permit. Fast cart, while you're typing, tell people where people can see you from time to time. Uh, you can find me on twitter.com forward slash fast gun into a cart. Find me on the base radio on Tuesday at 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern for the 80s show. I have a flight to rhythm um, segment where, we play, where I play um, music from the 80s, R&B music from the 80s. Mm -hmm. And you can find me on, well, I'm not on currently, but you can find me on um, 
the Table of Horrors on Twitch.tv. Uh, that Shivers run a uh, Vampire the Masquerade um, role playing game. Mm-hmm. Cool. Absolutely. Um, you guys, you did this. You were on this week, right? Because you did you did DJ some sets this week, right? If I'm remembering correctly, Fast Card. This last week. About what? This last week. Didn't you DJ one of the sets last week? This last week? Yes, yes. I, 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 I have a set every week, so that's a, that's a normal thing okay. on, on, on the base radio. But we did, I, I, this past week, I had a little bit of 70s uh, going on in the 80s, just, just a departure for, for a little bit. But I had um, Stevie Wonder, The Commodores, Lynn Collins. I'm getting to, oh, and the weirds eat on down the road from the weirds. you kind of showing your age no, with that, aren't, so, ca- aren't you kind of showing your age with that? Put, yeah, I know. Which, <laughs> which for me the link, please. I'll, I'll, I'll put it in. <laughs> yeah, oh, just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit? I okay. Mean, yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I, I, hey, I, I don't mind saying just saying that I'm old. I, you know, I, you can see all this gray hair and not not, not tell it that I'm not old. So yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, guys, we appreciate you guys being with us again tonight. Uh, as always, thank you. As always, your support, Doc. Once again, thanks. Send our love to the folks over there at Yacht Club. You guys are uh, one of the, our, our standing organizations and groups that kind of keeps the fire going for Star Citizen amongst uh, many of the community people out here. We really appreciate what you guys do every week. And they're doing it for- Where can find you, Griffin? Uh, you, can find, you. you can find me right here. This is where you're gonna find me most of the time. So anyway, we're gonna go ahead and set up a raid. Uh, let's go ahead and set up for Fair Assault tonight. Uh, let's go by and say hi. You guys give a shout to Fair Assault. He is in game, he's flying around. Looks like he's doing the Xeno threat. So if you haven't had a chance to watch that, cheer them on send some love from the soul citizens and as always you guys stay warm stay safe take care of yourselves and as always wear a pe- mask wear a mask, wear a mask. And, yes and peace love and soul take care see you soon <laughs>